Welcome to the Rock Christian Church Podcast. Today's message is Worldviews Part 2 by Evangelist Stu Miller. Well, let me pray as we begin. And we're going to have a look at worldviews. It's a fascinating thing, worldviews, isn't it? Father, thank you today that we can look uh, at a biblical worldview, at what we believe, and, and that is so important. We pray as we explore the different worldviews that are around the world and the different religions, I pray that you would help us to gain a greater compassion for those with a different view to us and a greater understanding that we may be more effective in reaching out with your love and your gospel to them. God, we thank you that you sent Jesus to come and die for us and made that way possible for relationship with you. And we pray, God, that you would help us uh, to be able to communicate that incredible message with others around us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, last time when we were looking at worldviews, uh, we talked about uh, how people want to change behaviour in society and they, they, they try to modify that, that behaviour, don't they? they? They hit it at a behavioural level. But people's behaviour is shaped by their values, which ultimately is built upon the foundation of their worldview, their belief system. So trying to attack things in the behaviour realm is like putting a band-aid over a gaping wound. You're not actually dealing with the problem. The problem is people's values, and their values come from their worldview. And worldview is incredibly important. What we believe affects all of our lives. Every day, your worldview affects your life. It affects the way you think. It affects the way you relate with others. It affects the, the way you vote. It affects the, the way you think on issues in society. And as Christians, having a biblical worldview is incredibly important. Uh, we don't just choose to believe whatever we believe in, in every case. We go, well, what does God want for our lives? And that cliff earlier with the, the skit guys uh, was interesting on that exact thing, wasn't it? Now, what we believe definitely affects the way we live. And we talked about this and how these guys who, who flew aeroplanes into a, a building, you know, on a minor level, they believed so much in what they, they believed that they were prepared to die for their cause. We all think it's horrendous. We all think, what are you doing? Killing a whole lot of people. And they're like, all around the world, people were celebrating and cheering that, that Americans had died. What a contrast in worldviews. What we believe definitely affects how we live. Now, it's obviously not just in the big things like this, but in our day-to-day lives as well. I'm going to have a little look at the history of development of of Western worldviews, sort of pre the 17th century, uh, or or most accurately, the 19th century. We were living in the the um, post-pre-modern era, which was an era really of theism. Now, where we believed in a god or gods of some sort, pretty much everyone in the world (laughs) believed in a god or or a god of some sorts. I mean, it was pretty obvious. You just look out the window. You see creation and you go, someone made that, right? It's obvious that creation just didn't come about on its own. And people in different cultures have a belief in a god of some sort. Then we moved into the 19th century where a lot of things that were, were called religious or spiritual Uh, and attributed to spiritual things became apparent that they weren't when science came on the scene. When someone got sick and we said, oh, well, you must have sinned or, you know, there was religious reasons that we we said that someone was sick or used to say. 
And now science goes, no, 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 you picked up some germs. And we can see them with the microscope. And now we have the answers to these things that show that religion's wrong. And so a lot of people thought that religion and science were incompatible and therefore threw out all religion, theism, and just went with atheism. They go, there is no God, everything can be explained by science, and those things that can't be will be explained eventually once we get enough knowledge ourselves. So we've gone through that era. But through that period uh, of, of atheism, the longer we've gone through that, the more people have realised that it's so bankrupt. People realise that within them, there's a hole that can only be filled by God. There's a, there's a spiritual component to us, and just trying to say that everything around us is just time, space, and matter just is not fulfilling at all. There's, there's something wrong with that, and we inherently all know that. We know there's something out there, and so we know there's something missing in our lives. And so we move from the modern era to the postmodern era. Unfortunately, it's getting a bit cut off, but the postmodern era is where people are starting to say, well, look, we still believe in science, but there's something more. We're not, you know, we can't just be atoms, you know what I mean? Chemicals, material. There's a bigger part to us than that. And so postmodern era became the era of pluralism, where we go, well, you know, you can believe in whatever you want. There's something beyond the physical realm, but there's no real right or wrong. We're all, you know, everyone can be right on this. You know, you can choose Buddhism or Hinduism or, or you know, Judaism or Islam. Or, and don't say anything wrong about anyone else because... We've all just got to sit around in the camp, campfire and sing Kumbaya and say everyone's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That type of approach where it's a very loving approach because we, we don't want to put anyone else down. And I can understand why we've sort of come to that point. But we're in a very tolerant era where we don't want, don't want to say anything bad about any other belief system. But belief systems have a massive impact on how we live our lives. They're causing havoc all around the world. False religion and, and uh, wrong beliefs. Pluralism, let's talk about this because this is a very Western thing. And we see this outworked in, in our media. We see it outworked in politics. We see it outworked in a whole lot of different areas. Pluralism basically is where you see no truth. There's a number of competing worldviews available to its members and there's no one worldview that's dominant. Now, I call this a loss of reason. <laughs> Why? Because if you look at the, the 6,000 plus religions on the earth today, how can you say that everyone's right? They're all saying contradictory things. They're mutually exclusive in what they're saying. They can't all be right. Now, I went to the Mind Body Spirit Festival. We actually had a stall there, and uh, we, you know, a lot of new agey people, a lot of people who are pluralists. And they, they came upon our stall, and we had a very provocative poster that said, all the religions can't be right. And we had some quite angry people come into the stall and say, that's not right. And I was saying, what's not right? That, all the religions are right. They're all correct. And to which you know, we replied, well, no, that's wrong. And they go, no, 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 you're wrong. I said, whoa, 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 you can't say I'm wrong. You said everyone's right. So am I right or am I wrong? Well, well um, 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 you said everyone's right, so I'm right about everyone at some people being wrong, right? Otherwise, you're wrong about everyone being right. Oh, you're confusing me. 
you're confused yourself because it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's right. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is either a liar or he's telling the truth. If he's telling the truth, then you need to put away every other religion and follow Jesus Christ. If he's a liar, then something else is true. But one thing we do know, and that is that everyone can't be right because they're saying different things. They're saying mutually exclusive things. Now, the other thing that they say is that there is no truth. So some people go, well, okay, 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 everyone isn't right, but there is no truth. You can't really know truth. There is, there is no truth. And I go, is that true? They answer yes, they've made, a, they've made a truth statement. There is no truth. Is that true? <laughs> That's a true statement. Well, what, I'm, what I mean is there's no absolute truth. You know, we've got differences of opinion about things, but there's no absolute truth. Are you absolutely sure about that? <laughs> You're making an absolute claim. So if there is something that's absolutely true, and you're making that claim, it's got to be true, which actually goes against the very thing that you're saying. So again, it's self-defeating, that statement. You cannot, and people can't live like this. You just cannot live like this. You know, honey, is there any milk in the fridge? Um, well, if you believe there's milk in the fridge, there's milk in the fridge. But if you don't believe there's milk in the fridge, there's no milk in the fridge. What? There's either milk in the fridge or there's not. Just tell me whether there's milk in the fridge. Oh, it's whatever you believe. We don't, we don't live life like that, and no one does. Yet when it comes to belief in God, all of a sudden the rules all change and there is no truth. Why? Because people just sort of don't want to be disagreeable. They don't want to you know, say that someone's right and someone's wrong. And it's, and it's a lovely thought, but it just is removed from reality. I was, um, I was uh, sharing with a couple of guys, I bought a, bought a bed off Gumtree uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was, as you do, you get into a conversation about God with people. I was talking with a Buddhist and a New Ager, <laughs> and, uh, and he was saying, well, look, you know, oh, yeah, but how, how do you know there is, you know there is no truth? He was making the same sort of claim, and I said, look, if all three of us climbed to the top of this, this house and we jumped off the roof, but you two believe in gravity, but I don't believe in gravity, well, you're going to come crashing down. You're going to break a leg, possibly die. It's not going to be good for you, but it's okay for me because I'm just going to float around. Right? And he looked at me like, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> I said, that's not true, is it? It actually doesn't matter squat what I believe. The moment my foot leaves the top of that building, I'm going to come crashing down with you guys because it doesn't matter what I believe. Only what is true matters. And if what I've talked to you about Jesus is true, then the moment you die, you will come up before Almighty God. You will be judged. You will stand before him. And you know what? He's not going to ask your opinion about what you think is right. <laughs> you will stand before Almighty God, the creator of this whole universe. And he's going to judge you on his standards, not your own. And he's made a way possible for you to be forgiven and to live with him in heaven forever because that's his heart's desire by sending his son Jesus Christ to die, to pay the punishment for everything that we've done wrong. The only question here today is what will you do with Jesus Christ? Are you going to reject his offer of forgiveness or are you going to receive Jesus? That's as simple as it is. 
For a lot of non-Christians, they're going, but you know, there's all these religions. There's Hinduism and Islam and, and Buddhism and Christianity and, and you know, all these different things. There's, there's heaps of them. And, and you're saying you've got to choose your religion, otherwise you're going to hell. No. I'm saying that all of us deserve to go to hell. All of us, none of us deserve to get into heaven. We've all broken God's laws. And God and his love has made a way possible. Are we going to receive God's way or not? That's all it is. It's not about an institution or a religion. It's about a personal relationship with God. We've got to boil it down to that. Otherwise, we just look like bigots, right? You're saying your worldview is the only one, you know? Well, in reality, we've got to get to a point where we believe in truth or not. And it might sound bigoted, but someone has to be right and everyone else has to be wrong because we can't all be right. That make sense? All right. Let's have a look at this in more detail. Um, I'm going to break it down, all the religions in the world, into a, a three, three main um, worldviews. There is monotheism, the belief that there's only one God. There's atheism, the belief that there is no God. And there's polytheism, which is the belief that there's many gods. And uh, I've just got the major religions in the world there. Obviously, we can't go through all 6,000 this morning. Uh, but the major religions in the world, Christianity, Judaism, Islam, all believe in one God. Uh, atheism and Buddhism... A lot of people think that uh, Buddhists worship Buddha. They don't worship Buddha. Uh, Buddhists uh, follow the way of Buddha as a, as a spiritual leader. They don't worship him as a god. Most Buddhists don't believe in God. That's a bit of a shock to some people. So most of them are atheists, but some of them aren't. The, the strange thing about Buddhism is they, they believe that you can believe in no God, but you can also believe in God if you want. <laughs> Both are right. And that's the duality with, uh, with Buddhism that just doesn't make sense at all. It's not logical. Uh, so polytheism is things like Buddhism again and Hinduism. So the question is, if, how can they all be right? Well, if monotheism is correct, if only one God is correct, the other two can't be right. Why? Because if only one God is correct, there can't be no God because there is one God. And there can't be many gods because there's only one God. Right. Okay, if polytheism is correct, then there's many gods. And if that's true, then there can't be only one god because there's many gods. And there can't be no god because there's many gods, right? Now, if atheism is correct and there is no god, there can't be one god because there's no god. And there can't be many gods because there's no gods. It's pretty simple, isn't it? One of those is correct, and two of them are wrong. Would you all agree with that? You can't have it anyway. You can't say everybody's right. <laughs> One has to be correct. I've used this illustration with a lot of people, and it just makes sense, particularly new age sort of people that go, everyone's correct. When you talk about this, and you talk about the three major worldviews in the world, you have to, at the end of the day, they go, yeah, one of them has to be correct. And they say, you've got to put a foot in a camp. You can't just put it in all three camps and go, yeah, everyone's right. <laughs> One has to be correct and two has to be wrong. Okay, so the five major worldviews in the world um, are theism, humanism, postmodernism, pantheism, and spiritism. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail this morning on all of these, but 
the, this, is, this is the sort of thing that we're dealing with in, in our world. Now, I've talked a little bit about postmodernism already, but if we were to look at uh, five different things, God, creation, standards or morality, love and meaning, I think when we go through these, you'll find that the only one that actually makes sense, that is logical, coherent, and makes sense of the world, is theism, the belief in a God. Why? Well, we believe that God created the world. Creation was made by him, so it explains where we come from. Uh, standards, it explains morality. It explains truth. So if something is moral or not. A lot of people these days in a postmodern era, they go, oh, it's just your opinion as to what, what's moral or not. And we find that in our society, don't we? All sorts of things are happening in our society now that you know, never used to be acceptable and now are acceptable. But what is, what is moral? Who gets to say who's moral? Without God, it's just your opinion versus my opinion. Anything goes. Now, when you're talking with a postmodernist, I use this illustration. I say, well, look, is it wrong if a man comes and rapes your 11-year-old daughter? Is that wrong? Oh, absolutely that's wrong. Well, why not? You know, he wanted to do it. He had a good time. What's the problem with that? Oh, and they're outraged. How could you even suggest that's okay? Well, who says it's not okay? If you don't have a God, we're just survival of the fittest. We're just products of evolution over millions of years. The strongest survive, the weakest die out. If you want something, you go get it. What's the problem with that? There is no morality. There's no God looking over you. There's no right. There's no wrong. Right? That's what you're telling me. And all of a sudden, they're going, no, <laughs> no, that's not right. Because we all know. Why? Because God's written his law on our hearts. And when you start bringing some examples, things start falling apart for the postmodernist. Right, humanism. Let's have a look at that. If you were to have a look at those same sort of things, uh, well, there is no God. You're an insignificant lump of atoms that came together by chance. You have no meaning, no purpose. You, there's no more difference between you and a slug. You're just chemicals. Because without God... You're not intrinsically valuable. You're not made with a purpose. You're not made in the image of God. Can you see how massively different the, these worldviews are? You're a product of evolution. Morals, what's morals? It's whatever you think is right and whatever you think is wrong. Do you know the greatest thing that humanism says? It's all, almost like a mantra in our society, and that is if it's lot, you can do whatever you want as long as it doesn't hurt anyone. Who's heard that before, right? It's like a mantra. And people, and I used to say to people, well, where did you get that from? Well, I don't know. Well, how do you know that's right? Well, I don't know. It just is. You know, you can, you can do whatever you like as long as it doesn't hurt people. Because that's the standard. Well, why is that the standard? They've got an absolute and they're claiming there's no absolutes. <laughs> and I challenge that. I say, well, look, let's say I go down to the gym. I meet a pretty girl. We start, you know, conversing. It's all good. We go back to her place, get up to no good, right? I go back home to my wife, pretend nothing happened. Every week, go to the gym and we, we do it. We've got this affair running. Now, my wife doesn't know about it. So no one's been hurt. I'm having a good time. The girl's having a good time. My wife doesn't know any different. It's okay then, isn't it? They go, no, you can't do that. Why not? You said I can do whatever I like as long as no one gets hurt. See, all of a sudden, once you start asking some questions, there's holes in these beliefs, isn't there? 
And I tell you, when we're talking with people, I think one of the greatest things we can do is stop talking and listen. (laughs) Ask some questions and listen to people because the more questions you ask people, the more they find that they actually haven't got a foundation for believing what they believe. And hopefully if you ask enough questions, they will then turn around and ask you, oh, what do you think? And you have an opportunity to share Christ and share a worldview that is logical and cohesive and and, uh, makes sense of the world. And there isn't all these holes in the bottom of it. All right. Uh, there's, there's no morals. There's no love. Love and meaning, what's that? Love, we're just chemicals. It's just like zzz, zzz, zzz in the brain, right? Love is an illusion. Without God, there is no true love. You're just molecules. What's love? It's just feelings. And if your feelings change, oh, well, throw away your partner. Move on to another one. You know what I mean? It's just based on feelings, and that's how we live. Meaning. What meaning is there in this wide universe? Without God, there's no meaning. All right, postmodernism. There's no absolutes. Tolerance is like the highest virtue. Now, we're living in this age of tolerance where people are tolerant, uh, enforcing tolerance upon you uh, militantly. Putting laws in place to make you tolerant. And if you object, they're very intolerant of your intolerance. <laughs> That's the society we live in. They're tolerant of everyone apart from Christians, because Christians say, no, this is the value. This is what God says. We're not going to budge on this. Boy, they don't like that at all. Permissive. It's a very permissive society. Love, meaning, well, it's just, hey, whatever. Anything goes. There is no, there is no morals. Um, pantheism. I don't think we've got any more slides. Hasn't loaded up, has it? Am I right? Would you ever be wrong, Steve? I would be wrong lots of the time. You asked my wife. <laughs> I think we've lost the rest of those slides, but that's okay. What's that one? Right, okay, well, this one's loaded up. This is where we were coming to um, after going through spiritism and, um, and uh, pantheism. Basically, you can, you can see we've put a whole lot of more religions in there. Like spiritism is like Wicca, witchcraft, Satanism, a whole lot of occultic practices. Uh, in fact, on Friday, I spoke at a, a um, soup kitchen. I shared the gospel at a soup kitchen, and I spoke with a guy afterwards, and, um, and he was into all sorts of occultic practices and into uh, hallucinatory drugs. Hallucinatory, is that a right word? Um, you know what I'm saying? Hallucinogenic, is it? Uh, drugs to help him get into the spiritual realm. And he's like, I'm a spiritual person. And so it was a really interesting conversation with him. But that comes into that spiritism. And a lot of people these days say, I'm, I'm not religious, I'm a spiritual person. And really they fit into that last category. But when you, again, when you start asking some questions like, well, how do you know what the spiritual experience is that you're having? Who are you having it with? Oh, I'm having it with the universe. And I had a conversation within the last couple of weeks with a guy who talked about this. He said, oh, I just throw things out into the universe. And, you know, it, sometimes it comes back. I say, well, what do you mean? You're throwing it out to a rock and a tree and, a, and a, you know, the universe is, what, is just matter, isn't it? He goes, oh, no, 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 there's more to the universe than that. And I go, I agree. There's a spiritual realm, but, but who's in that spiritual realm? Oh, the universe. No, the universe is rocks and trees and, you know, 
What, what do you mean by the universe? Oh, I, I don't know. It's, it's more, than, more than just physical matter. Well, what is the universe? They can't answer the question. They pray to the universe. They throw things out, asking for the universe to, to be kind to them. Have you, heard, have you guys had a conversation with people? But when you start asking some questions, they have absolutely no idea on what the universe is. It's not the universe as we would define it. Planets and stars and, you know, water and trees. They're talking about a spiritual realm. And I think I used to say, look, it's great that you believe in a spiritual realm. But you've got to work out what is that spiritual realm and what's your foundation for believing it's right. Make sense? It's the whole, whole world view. I think that's about the only slide that's loaded up, isn't it? That's all right. Okay. Um, when, it, when it comes down to it, I think you can see that when you ask, answer the base questions of life, when you ask uh, questions about uh, where did I come from, where am I going, what is my purpose here on earth, um, why is there suffering in the world? Understanding why there's suffering and why the, why the world is the way it is, right? And what's the last one? What's the five, five base? Where, where do I come from? Oh, who am I? Where did I come from? Who am I? Why am I here? Uh, why is the world the way it is? And where am I going when I die? There are five questions that everybody has to grapple with in life. And when you look at all these different major religions and all the major worldviews, there's only one that actually makes sense that explains who we are, where we've come from, why we're here, why the world's the way it is, and where we're going when we die. And that's Christianity. It comes under the, the, the emphasis of theism. And if you were, the major, major theist, theistic religions are Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. And so Islam and Judaism. Judaism basically is people who believe in the Old Testament of the Bible and they're waiting for the coming Messiah. I'm like, hello, heard of Jesus? <laughs> There's 304 prophecies in the Old Testament about the Messiah coming to save the world. And Jesus fulfills every single one of those to perfection. Where he was born, where he was raised, what he did, you know, the fact that he, by his stripes we are healed. All those prophecies in the Old Testament all came true in Jesus. And uh, there's some clips on YouTube that you can go and see of guys um, speaking with Jews in Israel. And they're actually saying, hey, can, I, can we read some of the Torah and some of the, the Bible together about the Messiah? I'd like to talk to you about that. And they're like, oh, okay. And they read through some of these and you go, does that sound like anyone to you? And they're going through one by one by one. And then eventually the person goes, they say, is anyone in history, do you think, fits that description? And they're like, Jesus? You say, why don't you receive him as your Messiah? He fits the description. So we need to pray for Jews, that they'd be released from Judaism, they'd receive the Messiah and come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because they've been deceived and they've been taught that Jesus is not the Messiah. And you keep away from those Christians, they'll, they'll tell you the wrong things. And uh, you know, we're still waiting for the Messiah all this time later. I think that's just, uh, I have a heart of compassion for those people because they're missing out on Jesus. He's come. They've missed their Messiah. And uh, Judah, uh, Islam, well, we need a whole sermon on that. 
<laughs> I can't in the uh, 10 sermons. I can't do that justice in the last five minutes. But as far as speaking with someone who is a Muslim, this is my approach. Uh, I mean, I say to them, look, you believe in Jesus as a prophet, right? And they go, absolutely. And they've got a lot of respect for Jesus. In fact, in the Quran, it says that Jesus was perfect without sin, right? It says in the Quran that Muhammad sinned. Interesting. There's a lot about Jesus actually in the Quran. And so there's a very high respect for Jesus, but only as a prophet, not as God. Right? And so I say to them, well, look, does a prophet speak the truth? And they say to me, yes, of course. A prophet always speaks the truth. And I say, well, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Is he lying or telling the truth? They're like, oh, no, no, he's not lying. They're like, really? Whoa, you don't say that about a prophet of God. They say, well, are you going to follow Jesus then? Oh, no, 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 I'm not going to follow Jesus. Well, you can't have it both ways. He's either telling the truth and you need to follow Jesus because he is the way or not. Now, most Muslims that I've spoken to uh, have just been confused with that and they're like, oh, my goodness. They realise the contradiction there. There are some really smart Muslims that know a bit more, and what they've said to me is this. They say, yes, that is true that Jesus was the way at that time. But after that came Muhammad, and then he became the way. Because it says in the Quran that Allah can change his mind. And that's why the, current, the contradictions in the Quran are no problem to a Muslim, because they go, well, that's what Allah said then, and then he changed his mind, and he, now he's saying something completely different. And that's fine. These two verses, you know, yes, they contradict, but you take the latter verse in the Quran. Whatever comes last, that's what God's saying. Interesting, isn't it? Whereas in my Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. What? And you ask a Muslim, do you believe that you're going to go to heaven when you die? They say, I hope so. I hope I've done enough. Why? Because Allah can change his mind. It's like, is Allah going to be in a good mood on judgment day? I hope so. Do you know what I mean? Whereas in my Bible says that God has promises in his word and he says, I never change. And what I promise, I keep my promises. And he says that if we surrender our lives to Jesus Christ, if we ask him to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, he promises to forgive us, to cleanse us, to give us eternal life. And that when I stand on judgment day, he sees me, as the Bible says, holy and without blemish. And I think, my goodness, my life's not holy and without blemish. But it's only because of Jesus Christ dying for me and I'm covered by the blood of Jesus Christ that I'm holy and ble without blemish in his sight. And it's because of Jesus I can boldly approach the throne of grace and God will receive me. I don't need to doubt that. I don't need to go, shoot, I hope God's in a good mood. What a terrible way to live with that, that not being sure. And the difference really between all the religions and Christianity is Christianity is God reaching out to man. Other religions is us reaching out to God. It's do this is done. It's, you know, like with a Muslim, you've got to do this, you've got to do this, you've got to pray five times a day, you've got to, you know. And all the religions are like that. You've got to do this, 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 and this in order to be accepted by God. 
Whereas in Christianity is God loves you. God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Greater love has no man than he who lays down his life for his friends. Jesus laid down his life for us. He gave himself for us. My favourite verse in, uh, in Romans 5.8. Um, anyone know it? <laughs> Romans 5.8. Starts by talking about how, you know... That is it. Isn't that a beautiful verse? God demonstrates his love to us in this, that while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. God loves you and he loves me regardless of what we do. I've done a study in, in the Quran just really quickly because I know we're going to finish off now, uh, and on the word love. And I've looked up every verse in the, in the Quran and read it on the word love. There's over 600 mentions in the, in the, in the Bible on love. Lots of on love, about how God loves us unconditionally. His offer of forgiveness is very conditional, right? Everyone's not forgiven. We're not all on our way to heaven. He's made a way possible for us, and we need to receive that way. And if you haven't received Jesus Christ, if you haven't surrendered your life to him this morning, please, I would ask you to come and have a chat to Pastor Sean or myself. We'd love to talk to you more about that and pray with you, because it's incredibly important that you respond to God's offer of love. But his love is for everyone, regardless of what we do. Do you know in the Quran, there's 51 mentions of the word love. 25 of them uh, got the verse, word love twice in the same verse. 25 verses have love and love. And it goes like this, pretty much all of them. Allah loves the person who does this. Allah does not love the person who does this. So 25 out of the 51 is does not love. <laughs> So there's actually only 26 God loves. But 25 of them are God loves the person who does such and such. It's conditional upon us doing what God wants. Imagine if I said that to my children. Children, I'll only love you if you do what I say. If you disobey me, I don't love you anymore. What sort of a loving father is that? I just say, praise God that God found me and drew me to himself and that we could know the truth, we could know a loving father who gave himself for us, loves us unconditionally, regardless of our performance. Amen? Amen. Christianity, the worldview changes your whole life. And I want to encourage you today, be encouraged. Hopefully that's helped you to understand some of the other religions and where we fit into all that and the worldviews. It really does affect your whole life. What I would say is that within Christianity, there's a whole lot of different worldviews as well <laughs> within that, those bounds. And that's why you've got a lot of different denominations and a different doctrines and things as well. So they're important to work through as well. But the main thing is to get in the right category to begin with. Amen. Let me pray. Father, thank you that you did send Jesus to die for us. God, we're so thankful that we don't need to serve a tyrannical God, one that's a, a, a taskmaster, one that's uh, imposing a whole lot of things on us in order for us to receive love. I thank you for your love for each and every one of us. I thank you that you love the whole world so much that you sent Jesus to die for us. God, we want to get that message out to other people. Help us to be more effective in communicating with others. Help us to be able to uh, share this beautiful message of your gospel with others, that they too may be able to find the love and the hope and the answers to life that only you offer and only you bring. 
we pray you would uh, help us in our day-to-day lives to live out all that you've called us to, to do and to be. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Rock Christian Church Podcast. To be notified when the next episode is available, subscribe on our website at therock.org.au. You can also connect with us on Facebook at The Rock Christian Church. We hope you have been blessed today and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.